Hey, if you haven't heard about WebmasterRadio.fm's mobile app for iPhone and Android, you got to listen up. This is amazing. You can now get not just CEO Coach, but every Webmaster Radio show on your mobile device. Go to iTunes to download or the Android app stores. You can listen to WebmasterRadio.fm on our new mobile app. Hope to see you there. WebmasterRadio.fm presents a show custom-built to give you everything you need to build your business on the web. WebmasterRadio.fm presents CEO Coach. From funding to finance, set up to staffing, our CEO coaches break down the art of business development from the ground up. Now here to get you started are the experts of online business startup, management, and development. The founders of Outlines Venture Group, Jillian Music and Ann Kennedy. Welcome to CEO Coach. This is Jillian Music with Ann Kennedy. Hi, Ann. Hi, Jillian. Happy pre-tax day. Absolutely. This is pre-tax day as we tape the show today. Um, we're talking today with an extraordinary person for tax time. This is the principal at CPA Consulting in Bellevue, Washington. This is Jeff Mock. Welcome, Jeff. Good morning. Good to hear you. And we're absolutely blown away that you're able to join us on the day before tax day. So for the rest of us, the Ides of April are a big deal. And I can tell that you are just totally smooth and comfortable. Uh, by way of introduction, Jeff's been doing this for 33 years, 18 of those years on his own. He serves business owners at a company literally called CPA Consulting, located in Bellevue, Washington. So he serves business owners, folks who either own or at least run a business. Basically, they will be U.S. business owners, but I understand, Jeff, you also work with international folks who have purchased or wish to purchase businesses here in the U.S., in which case you'll manage their U.S. tax issues. That's correct. Okay. Now, you do more than taxes. Tell us more. We do. We do um, tax. We do um, assurance work, which basically is financial statement, compilation review, and audit. Um, That's a big part of our work, as well as consulting for small businesses Um, We try to present a complete package um, on the accounting side to people that we work with. Sounds pretty good. Um, Do you do things like audits and stuff? Uh, You know, very often when a company is uh, about to be invested and so on, they ask for things like audits. Do you do that stuff? We do. We do a good amount of that work, and often it is driven by um, some regulatory requirements. So, yes, we're very um, capable of doing that work. Good to know. Um, Before we get any further into this, I am going to ask you to share how people can get a hold of you because there's going to be a lot of questions um, and a lot of folks who need things like audits and tax issues and all kinds of stuff as they either approach the U.S. market or for those of us in the U.S. doing business here and those of us who want to do business outside the U.S. So how do they get a hold of you via email? My email address is jmock at cpa-consulting.com. Great. J-M-O-C-K at M as in mother, J-M-O-C at cpa-consulting.com. Perfect. All right, so let's get into it. Uh, You've told us a little bit about what your company does. How big is your team? Um, How do you manage the work at CPA Consulting? How, you know, you're the leader there. You're the principal. Tell us a little bit about the company there. Um, like I said, we, I've been uh, doing this on my own for 18 years. There are six yep. of us here. 
We're organized in groups, uh, tax, um, consulting, and audit, um, audit and assurance group. And basically, we work together as a team to accomplish what um, needs to be done for our clients. We also have a very good network of other CPAs that we work with on extremely specialized or in-depth issues. Um, so, yeah, that is... Uh, so that's interesting. In terms of managing your business, what you've chosen as a service organization is to remain very tight and small on your own, but to pull in specialists to do larger uh, projects as you go. And you did the same sort of thing with a consortium of international companies. We sure did. That's how you expand your influence without expanding your payroll. Absolutely. Uh, so, Jeff, basics. What's the difference between a CPA and a bookkeeper, for example, or any other kind of stuff out there? So a CPA is a um, licensed professional who passed the CPA exam, um, which is a national exam in the United States administered by the states. Um, CPAs can specialize in a lot of different areas, but generally they'll be competent in tax, internal control, and um, GAAP, which is General Accepted Accounting Principles. Um, so that's what a CPA does. Bookkeepers break down into a couple of different classifications, um, full charge and then other bookkeepers. A full charge bookkeeper is a bookkeeper that can produce a financial statement. And then other than that, bookkeeper is generally um, kind of anybody could call themselves a bookkeeper. There's no regulatory um, rules around that or boundaries. Um, okay. Yeah. So in terms of how that would um, apply to a startup business person, uh, let's say I'm starting up. Obviously, my funds are thin, if you will, <laughs> right? They're stretched. So do I begin with a bookkeeper, somebody who essentially is a data entry person? Then I move on to what was that next level of bookkeeper? Uh, like a full charge bookkeeper. Right. Do they cost a little more? They do. And so, yes. Okay. Would um, almost immediately when you start, you're going to need someone to fill that data entry role, whether it's somebody in-house or the owner. Um, you're going to need somebody to manage the data entry on the accounting side of your business almost immediately. Um, shortly after that, unless um, unless you've hired somebody who has this expertise, you're going to need more of a full charge type bookkeeper to oversee those books to make sure they make sense. And to do your um, tax compliance work that falls on a quarterly basis, such as state reporting and payroll reporting. Um, so though, those two are kind of going to come very early on in the business. And then um, shortly after that, you're probably going to have to, if you haven't already, find a CPA um, to deal with um, higher level tax issues or other issues that may come up in the business. So can I outsource these things or do I absolutely need them in-house? And at what point would you say, you know, one or the other? You can outsource and a lot of people outsource right from the start. Um, you need to be careful about outsourcing too much because you want to make sure as a business owner that you have some handle on the operations of the business and the financial, um, you know, dynamics of what's going on in your business but often things are outsourced um, at that level just because it's more cost effective. You can afford a much better person um, or a much more competent person on a daily basis instead of having to hire them full time. So okay. 
Jeff, what do I need before I start? What do I need from day one? I mean, I know that a lot of our listeners, when they're just starting out, did the same thing I did and said, well, I can balance a checkbook. Why can't I keep my own books from the beginning? Um, So what do I need to do at the very beginning when I get this glimmer of an idea and start building a company? So you need, you know, most people start with a business plan. So you need to have a business plan and you need to identify in those things what you need to monitor in terms of revenue and expense or other key drivers in your business, such as leverage. You need to think about what those items are from your business plan that you need to monitor. And then you need to set up your um, chart of accounts in your accounting system so that you can monitor those key drivers. So and when you say... When you say leverage, uh, can you explain exactly what you mean by that? Leverage is a financial term, how much debt you've taken on um, versus how much capitalization you have in the business. So um, you need to monitor um, often how much equity is there and then that you haven't borrowed like to extreme so that you would be unbankable or at risk of failure. So leverage is a common way of measuring the financial risk of a business. So what you're saying is that the the actual monitoring of uh, what in my world we call key performance indicators is important from the beginning, from the very start of the business. So you need to design your accounting system so that those financial um, key performance indicators can be determined um, you know, right up front. You need to think about what those are, how you're going to monitor them, and how your accounting system is going to feed that information back to you so that you can monitor those things. So we're going to take take a break here at CEO Coach. Uh, When we come back, we're going to dive into this a little bit more. But I think the key takeaway here is you really probably ought to pay kind of a health and wellness visit to your local CPA before you open the doors, before you start making obligations to pay rent, uh, purchasing equipment or leasing it, those kinds of things. Just understanding what's about to come down the pike, getting a real sense of what the costs are, of what it will take to open your business and then to manage it is a really, really good idea. And I would say a whole lot more of these startups would survive a whole lot longer if they took a visit to the CPA first. This is Jillian Music with Ann Kennedy and Jeff Mock of CPA Consulting in Bellevue, Washington. We'll be right back. More on how to get your business on the web with CEO Coach after this. There are many things we would love to catch. Catching the final out of a baseball game. And that's the ball game. Reeling that big catch of the day. Or catching a ride home. Taxi! How about catching more attention like the biggest retail brands on earth? Introducing Catchy.com, where they sell short branded attractive.com domain names. Use a short and catchy brand just like Sony, Visa, and Nike for your next business venture. You can even rent to own for as low as $100 a month. Catch a big break for your business with Catchy.com. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is AuthorityLabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. 
Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is authoritylabs.com. The Web Marketing Association is now accepting entries for the 18th Annual International Web Award Competition. Web Marketing Award winners receive an image plaque, certificate of achievement, higher visibility for your company, valuable feedback from our expert judges, and links to your site from the highly ranked Web Award site. Visit www.webaward.org to nominate your company, site, or organization. The call for entries has begun, and the deadline to enter is May 30th, 2014. Go to www.webaward.org and sign up today. Best Search Strategies, where our hosts, Jamie Smith and Brian Lewis, discuss state-of-the-art search strategies and tools to help search marketers increase conversion and lower costs. Best Search Strategies, on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. We're back with Julian Music and Ann Kennedy on CEO Coach, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to CEO Coach. Thanks for coming by, Jeff. We appreciate having you here, and thanks for being here, Ann. It's great to be here, and this is great advice we're getting. I hope everybody and- listens up. Yes, really, really. If, if These are the things I would have given my left arm to have known about. Remember, this is one of those things. Jeff, I should have stopped by and visited you many years sooner than I did. In the meantime, though, thank heavens we did survive, and now we have bigger issues. So let's talk about some of the pitfalls and mistakes that one should avoid in any new business. And I'd say the first one you've mentioned now, Jeff, really, go see a CPA first. You will have, if you will, an intelligence around what the finances look like and how to manage them. And as you said, this concept of leveraging and so on, you'd have a lexicon around the financial industry that would really make sense for any new business owners. What else can I do to avoid some pitfalls? What do you see? I see um, a lot of people are overly concerned with minimizing their taxes um, and, and that's at the cost of demonstrating profitability down the road. A common problem that companies have is they they're unable to attract capital either from a bank or from investors because they haven't demonstrated profitability so it is a it's a difficult balancing act between minimizing your taxes and showing profitability such that your business will be valued down the road Um, that's one item i also think another problem that's very common is just a general lack of internal control uh, many small businesses fail because a key employee or some trusted employee has um, abused the trust of the owner. So it's important to know what those controls look like um, to minimize your fraud risk as the business grows. Um, another thing that many small businesses do, they think that growth will solve all cash flow problems. If we could just sell a little bit more, everything would be wonderful. Often that is a huge fallacy um, and people just grow their way into bankruptcy because of the financial demands of growth can sometimes be um, unsustainable. Um, So that um, waiting too long to get competent help like we talked about, um, often by the times people come looking for help, um, it's a very difficult situation if they did, as you said, Julian, got a little advice on the front end. They could get on the right road um, from the beginning. 
Um, like the old saying, a stitch in time saves nine. Um, you know, often by the time we see people that have gone down the wrong road, it's very difficult to get them back to the correct um, path towards profitability and sustainability. Pretty good. So, so, Jeff, I have a question if we can turn this around then. What do successful companies always do? Because I'd like to copy a successful company. <laughs> Successful companies always have a plan, and they always think about um, that a business is a it's a business. It's not a job. Um, how do you plan to make money? If that's your goal, I mean, lots of businesses have different goals, but often it's making money. How are you going to do that? How are you going to monitor progress towards that goal? Um, it's important to build a network of individuals to help you plan and provide guidance whether those individuals are paid or unpaid um, informal advisors. You need to have a team as a business owner that you can bounce things off of. Um, you need to have good controls around your numbers so that you know that your numbers are correct and that you're not going down the wrong road with a bunch of numbers that you thought were correct and really you're going completely the wrong way. Jeff, uh, can I stop you there? Can, can sure. I say, what would good controls look like? Give us a few examples. Well, good controls are um, basically controls around the, the financial aspects of the business so that the owner understands um, what's going on with the business, has confidence that the numbers presented to him correct. So just real basic things like that the bank account reconciles to the financial statements that are presented, that all the sales are being reported, that there's a system to track and approve expenses, um, that just from a general overall point of view, the financial statements that are presented to the owner have a balance sheet and an income statement, and both of them make sense to the owner um, and, or can be explained to the owner in terms that they can understand so that that the owner's expertise and understanding of how the business operates is enhanced um, by the numbers. And so the owner doesn't just look at the numbers and go, these are all wrong, and then goes down another direction. So it's very important to have confidence in your numbers. Okay. So don't go into the woods alone. Have a map and, and be confident with your numbers. Is that what you're saying? Very, very well said. <laughs> Have a map. I like that one. Uh, Jeff, let's get real. Let's get dirty here. What do I need to really budget for this? In 2013, in the spring, in the United States, what am I looking at? Give me some averages. It's, um, it's difficult to talk in terms of averages, but the first year, if you were to come in and talk to a CPA about what you need to do, like I said, those dollars are, are well spent in terms of getting you on the right track. So the first year, actually, you're going to have to hire a bookkeeper, at least part-time. That's going to cost $50 to $100 an hour. CPAs are all over the board in terms of their hourly charges. But your first year is actually going to be one of the cheaper years of operations. The, the years down the road, the second year is where all your compliance requirements kick in. Um, so, I mean, you're, you're going to spend some money. You're not going to, it's very difficult to see 
general terms without knowing specifically what we're talking about. Of course, it makes sense. But what you're saying is in the first year, for a few thousand dollars, one can really get everything you need done. We're not talking about tens or, you know, more thousands of dollars. But somewhere as little as 500 to 1,000, you will have talked to at least a CPA for an hour or two and uh, got a bookkeeper to do a bit of data entry. That's a good start. Then in the following years, things begin to ramp up. They do because then your tax filing requirements come into play. Um, and so the years after that are going to be more complex than the first year. The first year to just get some guidance is relatively inexpensive. Right, and guidance is the killer for that first year. Okay. It is. Okay. So tell me about taxes and uh, so on. Sometimes when I go to the bank, for example, they'll tell me you, you need uh, several accounts and they want to give you a checking account for this and another one for that and the other one. So, And I finally figured out when I went to the bank, I think it was Bank of America years ago, that what they were really trying to do was sign me up for more accounts because they got kudos if they did that. It didn't really make a whole lot of sense. What they were counseling me to do with these extra accounts was to take my tax money that I was going to have to pay, move it from one account to the other so it was sitting there all the time and then in the quarter it would move over and I thought, this is foolish. This is like not being able to manage it yourself. Then I looked at things and said, well, uh, you know, not just Intuit, but similar kinds of companies and others would say, well, you kind of have two sets of books. There's one that the tax man wants to know about and one that you want to know about. And I thought, boy, that sounds downright illegal. But it is not. Can you explain why one really looks at it? I mean, you kind of have one set of books, but why one looks at it so differently from the tax man to the business owner? Well, it's true. I mean, there there is one set of books. It serves multiple purposes, though. I mean, one purpose of your accounting is for the bank or investors, and kind of the gold standard of that is, is GAAP, Generally Accepted Accounting Principles, and that presents the company in a um, kind of standard way that can be compared to other companies in the same business. And that, you know, that is a set of financial statements that's designed for a bank or an investor. The IRS has their whole own set of rules, and especially in recent years, those rules have been very taxpayer-friendly, so large amounts of equipment can be expensed. You know, a lot of things can be done that have been designed to keep a company's tax liability lower in the in the startup phase, the unfortunate part about that is it also makes the company look like it's not making any money and it's very asset um, poor. And so it is important to differentiate between those two um, sets of books, if you want to use that kind of loose terminology, um, that they're really designed for two different things. And then actually the third and most important um, way of looking at the company, you need to be able to monitor your day-to-day business operations in maybe even more in a forward-looking way than in a uh, kind of looking in the rearview mirror way so that you can manage your business. So you need to have this set of books, and it needs to serve basically three masters at all times. And understanding the differences between those three and how to um, develop those and, and have them serve the purposes for which they are designed is something that a CPA does. Excellent. So books really serve three masters. We're going to take another break here at CEO Coach when we come back. Now that we have revealed how it is that you can have three sets of books, you don't really. They're one set of books serving three different purposes. Uh, Once we've revealed that, 
come back in a moment and we're going to recap what we've learned today and get some really hot tips from Jeff Mock. This is Jillian Music with Ann Kennedy. We'll be right back. More on how to get your business on the web with CEO Coach after this. Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS, text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm, sounds expensive. Actually, I sign us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. Guys, are you suffering from FD, fulfillment dysfunction? Let MoldingBox.com's online portal system for inventory, tracking, and returns perform for you. We have the enormous tools you need for complete warehousing, shipping, and handling of all your packages, no matter the size or shape, directly to your customers. MoldingBox.com can also fulfill all your nourishing, nutraceutical, and smooth skincare product desires, including green coffee and Garcinia on demand. Plus, let our in-house printing and CD DVD manufacturing help you enlarge and maximize your coaching and business opportunity potential. We do everything. Fulfillment, shipping, tracking, inside and out, and all in one place. Moldingbox.com. It's shipping made sexy. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. You are dedicated and devoted to a life of developing new ideas and innovations. Willing to take calculated career risks, achieving independent wealth and success. Then you are ready to experience the Entrepreneur Effect. On demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. We're back with Julian Music and Ann Kennedy on CEO Coach, only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to CEO Coach. We're talking with Jeff Mock, and I wish we had a day and a half to do this. We're going to have to have you back a lot, Jeff. In the meantime, though... Let's recap some of the things that you would counsel to early-stage startups. Uh, hope we'll have you back on this show, and you can talk to us about mid-stage, about moving from small business to mid-stage, and then, of course, from mid-stage to enterprise. But in the meantime, what would be those hottest tips you have for companies just beginning or for those who are beginning to think about opening their corporations? Have a plan. A lot of people don't plan because they say they don't know, um, you know, they'll have to change it. But it's okay to change the plan. Have a plan. Analyze your data. Monitor your progress. I, I would say that's the biggest tip. 
Um, the second one is don't stumble into an IRS compliance area. I've, I've seen a number of people do that recently where they've been poorly advised and have ended up in, a, in the black instead of the gray. Um, don't be afraid to hire expertise that you don't have in the accounting area. It's just like hiring an electrician or a plumber. Um, doing it yourself is not always the best option. And then leverage your professional advisors, not just in accounting, but in legal and in all your other professional advisors. Um, you know, a lot of times they have insight because they work with a lot of businesses that it would be difficult to see um, just working in your own business. And sometimes those tips that you'll get from your professional advisors are way more cost effective than the actual other work that they've done for you. But people find that work is so expensive they're afraid to call. But sometimes that's the best thing you can do is just get a little perspective from another advisor about where you are and what they've seen um, other companies go through at a similar growth stage. Okay, that makes huge sense. So having the plan I get that it's okay to change whatever plans we have, but heck, don't avoid the work of making that real plan. And I think what you're saying is that's what's cutting the winners from the losers, those who really do take that time uh, to put in. Otherwise, it's a lot of words, but that would be an indicator, I think, to both Anne and to me nowadays of what we call having a visionary or a wizard without having a business partners uh, partner. The business partners are the people or the implementers are the people who make those plans and get that hard work done. The next thing would be around um, avoid stumbling in compliance areas. Can you flesh that out, uh, Jeff? What would you mean by stumbling? Um, there's a lot of things, you know, a lot, and small businesses are often strapped, and so they'll grasp at concepts um, that don't make any sense. And one that was around for a long time, and this is a, you know, kind of an easy one to shoot down is that um, there was a thing going around for a long time that people didn't have to pay taxes if they were citizens of the United States. And it sounds very, you know, makes sense. And, and you know, a lawyer was peddling it. But there's, there's lots of deals like that where it just doesn't pass the smell test. And as soon as you do that, you've ended up in a huge regulatory nightmare. And just, you know, don't, don't, buy off on something that's too good to be true because it is. Right. On, on so many fields, I think you're absolutely right. Uh, but in particular, you don't want to do that where your business is concerned. Um, when money is tight, I think we are all uh, enticed to take any shortcut we possibly could for either paying taxes or, uh, I don't know, avoiding other expenses. You can do this on your own, that sort of thing. And while major companies like Intuit do exist and do help us make those books easy, uh, just you know, entering data and so on, I guess maybe your hottest tip is uh, leave your expertise to entering the data at the very most and start getting some expertise early on. Um, Tell us about the last tip as well before we leave here. You were saying, you know, as an expert in your field, you know your stuff, but you really did counsel us, I think, to get experts in other fields. Tell us a little bit before we get you back on the next show, what other types of CPA uh, information is out there? You said, you know, there's a bookkeeper and then there's the next level of bookkeeper who can give you a financial report. Then there's a CPA um, and then there are all these specialty fields. What should we be thinking about as we look for CPAs? What questions should we ask them? You should ask to make sure that you, that they have some expertise in, in the um, industry that you're working in 
and expertise in the field in which you're consulting with them. Um, there are CPAs do a variety of different things. Some do business valuation, some do taxation, some do audit work. Um, there's a variety of different things that could be done, and, and it's like doctors to a certain degree. You don't want to go to uh, a cardiologist because you have a hangnail. I mean, you need to find somebody that um, has the expertise, and then more importantly, you want to find somebody who has a compatible personality and way of looking at the world. It's a very, very personal service, um, and so you want to feel comfortable with the person that you're working with and that you can ask them questions and that you value their response and that you trust their response. Makes good sense. We've come to the end of our show here, um, but we'd love to have you back again, Jeff. Jeff, one more time, tell people how they can get a hold of you if they have questions about starting or managing their businesses. My email address is jmock at cpa-consulting.com. And they can find your website at cpa-consulting.com. Is that right? That's correct. Excellent. Thanks so much, Jeff. You can download these shows through webmasterradio.fm, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and, of course, through our Android and Apple apps. We hope you'll stop by at our Facebook page, facebook.com slash podcast. Again, facebook.com slash podcast. Hit the like button so we know you're out there and check to see where we've added links and other connections about the information we've provided on this show. Ask your questions, and we'll try to get them answered for you right here on CEO Coach. Till next week, this is Ann Kennedy and Jillian Music with Jeff Mock today at CEO Coach. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.webmasterradio.fm.